Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. We've got a mixed trade in the grain markets here on Friday. It is 6.07 a.m. Central Time as I record here. May corn futures up one and a quarter at 7.57. December corn is down five at 6.46 and three quarters. May soybeans down 10 and a quarter at 16.76. November soybeans down 11 and three quarters at 14.79 and a quarter last. May Chicago wheat unchanged at 10.87. May Kansas City wheat up five and a half at 10.71. May spring wheat up 12 cents at 10.67. If you guys are listening on the podcast, as always, appreciate it. If you guys are on that Apple app, leave me a rating or review. I could really use some more. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe button, like these videos. My goal is to get to 5,000 subscribers. I think we can do it. If you need some additional assistance from me, guys, go to my website, www.standardgrain.com. Click on the subscribe now button. You really want to check out my premium subscription service. You get my morning emails, all of my grain marketing recommendations, my subscriber-only videos, a ton of weather information direct from me. Um, I did a subscriber-only video yesterday regarding re-ownership. Um, sometimes I, locked, I like to talk about grain marketing theory and kind of ideas, and I talked about my general thoughts on re-ownership, which has become kind of a common practice in farming. You know, you sell a crop and then you re-own it on the board. I kind of gave my my two cents here, provided my opinion on, on the situation in general and as it applies uh, in the market environment currently. So if you guys are interested in this sort of stuff, absolutely give that subscription deal a shot. Last week's U.S. export sales of corn and soybeans were excellent. Old crop corn sales were a marketing year high at 2.4 or 2.14 million metric tons. Old crop soybean sales were up 76% from their prior four-week average at 2.2 million. So that is an excellent week of sales in general for both of those crops. From a seasonal standpoint, these sales are even more impressive. It's not totally normal for U.S. exporters to sell these large amounts of old crop bushels of corn and soybeans in March. I mean, it's happened before, but it's not totally normal at all. The new crop soybean book is the best on record seasonally. We had another decent week of sales there. The new crop corn export book is, I believe, the second best on record behind only 2013. So you've got some really good demand for row crops on the export market here. A lot of that has to do with the lighter crop in South America and soybeans in particular. China was the biggest buyer in, in uh, beans, corn. We had, I think, unknown destinations, the largest buyer. Old crop wheat sales were just okay, 307. Um, new crop wheat sales are just average to below average. So we're not seeing any big surge in wheat export sales just yet. U.S. interior cash markets for corn and wheat remain really separated from futures. The chart on my screen here is the May 22 versus July 22 corn spread, which is trading like a 34 cent inverse this morning. Um, so in the futures market, you know, you've got this big inverse May above July, and it's resulted in a really messy cash market in your uh, cash corn markets around the Midwest, there's either carry or maybe they're just flat in, in terms of the curve. So the futures market and the cash market still uh, doing totally different things. The wheat market, very much similar, although we've seen a very drastic correction in some of those spreads. Uh, your July versus December SRW wheat spread traded a $2.99 inverse. Uh, I believe last week it trades like an 80 cent inverse this morning. Uh, tons of volatility there, unprecedented action in some of these spreads. So the, 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 
relationship between futures and cash, it should correct as you get closer to the May delivery period. First notice day for May grain futures is April 29th. So you should see some convergence around that time. These are still physically deliverable uh, contracts. So the convergence should happen. Uh, how exactly does that occur? I'm not sure. Does the cash market come up? Do futures come down? Is it a combination? Uh, we don't know, but there should be convergence ahead of first notice day. Brazil's government had its monthly crop report out yesterday. CONAB, which is like Brazil's USDA, pegged the Brazilian soybean crop at 122.77 million metric tons, down from 125 and a half last month. USDA was at 127 earlier this week. I think that this CONAB B number, this 122.7, I think that's probably closer to reality in the eyes of most traders and analysts. I think most people think USDA is probably still too high. In regard to corn, Brazil left their corn number essentially unchanged, down marginally, I think, 112.4. USDA was at 114 million earlier this week. So the soybean issue is is the big uh, deal here. Uh, we're seeing additional U.S. export demand at a time of year where we typically don't. And I think a lot of that has to do with the light crop in Brazil. And you can say the same thing about the new crop book of export sales uh, for the United States, which, again, is record large. Supply issues are likely to hurt Ukrainian crop potential. Reuters had a nice piece this morning regarding uh, all sorts of things, but farmers in Ukraine are short of fertilizer. In addition to key pesticides and herbicides, Fuel shortage is also a big concern. One source in Ukraine estimated that winter wheat yields could fall by 15% versus previous years if fertilizers are not applied very soon. Some Ukrainian farmers said that their wheat yields could be cut in half or perhaps more. So the Reuters piece here essentially implying that farmers will be able to do spring field work. Now, if they don't have fuel, no, maybe not, but uh, implying this is still very much a possibility, but uh, yields will suffer and spring, summer farming activity remains a, a big time wild card in Ukraine. I didn't talk about the, the Russia-Ukraine situation this morning. Um, you guys are hearing that on the news everywhere, but it hasn't gotten any better. Uh, the invasion continues here today. U.S. inflation on the consumer side is the highest since January of 1982. The government reported an annualized increase in the CPI consumer price index of 7.9% in February. Gas, groceries, shelter, the biggest contributors here. Uh, CPI gained 0.8% on a monthly basis. Inflation is likely to worsen. This is the February number, and gasoline prices are up, what, 50, 60 cents nationally uh, just in the last couple of weeks. The U.S. government and the Fed have offered like no real solutions at all at this point. I don't even know if they're attempting to find a solution. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg says that we should simply buy electric cars. Biden blames Russia for high gas prices. The Fed is behind the curve by like seven country miles. I mean, Fed fund uh, interest rates remain at zero. For reference, the Fed fund rate was 14% in January of 1982, the last time we were at this sort of CPI level, and inflation was tracking lower by this time in 1982, the last time we were here. When CPI initially hit 8% in the 70s, it was November of 1973, the Fed fund rate was already 9.5%. So the Fed this month is going to hike their rates by a quarter point. I mean, it just doesn't seem like anybody in the government here in the United States is interested in fixing this situation or even addressing it at all which is hugely problematic. Uh, Elon Musk was on Twitter yesterday and he said this, hate to say it, but we need to increase oil and gas output immediately. Extraordinary times demand extraordinary measures. Obviously, this would negatively affect Tesla, but sustainable energy solutions simply cannot react instantaneously to make up for Russian oil and gas exports. So uh, somebody here has a level head, uh, but that somebody uh, does not work in the U.S. government. 
The cattle market got beat up yesterday. Live cattle were down um, almost $2 in some of the nearby contracts, and feeder cattle were even worse. Uh, that May contract down $4. Uh, a lot of those feeder co- contracts down more than 3 so kind of an ugly day. Cash cattle was still 138 to 140 uh, yesterday. In the outside markets, the U.S. dollar is lower. The S&P is up 60 The Dow's up 400 Gold's off 30 bucks. Bond's about flat. Crude oil is up 70 cents, 106.70 last trade in the April WTI. Have a great weekend, guys. I'm going to have a special episode uh, with my friend. Chris Barron from AgView Solutions that will be uh, uh, published tomorrow morning regarding uh, 2022 corn and soybean budgets. So uh, certainly check that deal out, but I will talk to you guys again on Monday.